2020 is a year we'll never forget. Yes, the pandemic has been something unlike we've ever seen, but this year wasn't just about a virus. It was really about coming together and rallying behind others who were trying to make a difference. It's also forced us to look inward and reflect on what we value most in this life, probably with time that we didn't have pre-pandemic. For CJ Mason and I, what we value the most is spreading positivity throughout the place that we call home, which is West Virginia, of course. And this podcast, the Mountaineer Media Podcast, is our tool to do that. So over the last six months, we've interviewed West Virginians who inspire, entertain, and even have taught us things we didn't know. We've spoken with the people who are doing their best to make this place shine on every state. So in this final episode of our launch year, Cooper and I are going to go behind the scenes a little bit. We'll tell you about how we started this small business and go back to the exact moment we both realized that this is what we wanted to do. And we'll paint the picture of how we connected with each and every one of our guests. Also introduce you to some names you've probably never heard of, but they've been very impactful for us personally and very influential for the podcast as a whole. We'll tell you some of the funny stories that led up to the encounters with our guests, and we're going to look into the crystal ball. We'll tell you what's in store for us in 2021 and beyond, and we'll tell you why we started the Do Something Good West Virginia project. Yeah, you might have heard that we're planting trees across West Virginia, and we'll get to that. But first, let's just celebrate the end of 2020, because it's certainly been an unforgettable year. So let's get to it. Mace, hit the music. does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. Okay, Cooper, well, here we go for our final episode of 2020. We're going to put a little bow on this, celebrate the end of this year, thankfully. And, uh, you know, when I think when we first started this thing back in, I guess, May, you could call it May, I'm not sure either of us thought maybe we'd be here on this final day of 2020 still recording. But it's definitely been a lot of fun so far, and we're very thankful for everybody that's listened in so far and been supportive, which is it has been incredible. The support's been absolutely incredible. Uh, it's been life-changing, CJ. And, you know, I would think it would be fair to say that in May, we didn't know if the world was going to be still, you know, here. Um, but, uh, you know, look, if you're listening to this right now, you know, feel good. You made it to this point in 2020. We can all take a deep breath and reflect and be happy about that in a year that's been a wild, wild year. And, uh, you know, we're certainly going to reflect on our journey with the Mountaineer Media Podcast. But just wanted to say a quick thank you if you are listening, because without you guys, without the grassroots support, without our friends, our family, you know, people that really have become friends that were originally, you know, strangers, you know, it means so much for us to hear those messages, get the comments, the likes, you know, not that, you know, for the vanity metrics, but it what this has done to me, it's like, it really has opened my eyes of West Virginians. We live and breathe what is like the cliche is like, we really do actually care and support each other and want the best for each other. So it's just been eye opening for me and I just appreciate it. And uh, CJ, I, you know, I'm pr- definitely proud of us. And of course, Mason, you guys know Mason's been a part of this journey from the absolute start you know mason has been the producer of it he's not on air we can't get him on <laughs> <laughs> we've tried <laughs> yeah 
you know. Uh, Even though Mason, people shout him out, people are trying to get Mason on. He still will not quite make the appearance that we thought we he would eventually, but it doesn't sound like he's going to. It's a three-man production, but it's a statewide show because everyone has supported us. And it really, you know, even from as we're going to walk through our guest referrals, like, you know, we've, it's almost like we've had help building this entire thing from everybody. Um, so that, that's been really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, kind of piggybacking off that, I think that's such a great, great point because we kind of laugh like when anytime you start something like a new business, I think we use that phrase family and friends, like it starts with your family and friends and you kind of need them. Hey, share me on Facebook, retweet me on Twitter. But from there, we have seen this effort of people that we have never met, you know, saying, hey, you should try and get this guy or talk to this person or talk about this. It, it really has turned into uh, this a movement, you know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. We don't have millions of people marching behind us, but it has definitely turned into something where people are interested in who we talk to, which to me is still absolutely mind blowing that people even, you know, really could care that much. But, you know, a couple of things that you said, this has given us such 2020 in particular has given us time to reflect, you know, it seems like people have probably been by themselves more than ever this year for the most part. Mm-hmm. And you really have had, like we said in the, in the introduction, you, you've really needed to set aside what you value the most. And for us, this is kind of that. This has become that. This is what we value so much. And a lot of it is because of the effort and the affection and emotion that we see from other people, the people that you know, were reaching out to us on, on social platforms and emails and, and whatnot saying, hey, good luck, keep going, you guys are doing great work, and especially from our guests, you know, Mm -hmm. you can maybe go through a weekly lull where it's, you know, after an interview, you're not sure, like, gosh, is this going somewhere, and then you get re-energized when we talk to our next guest, all of a sudden, it's like, no, 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 this is definitely something that we're enjoying, this is fun, people are really interested, and and this is creating some, uh, you know, entertainment and, and inspiration for some people. And, and I don't know how about how you completely feel about it, but that is, that's kind of where my head's at about this whole thing. And kind of, like you said, I can't thank everybody enough for being a fan of us through, you know, 25 episodes. Yeah, no, absolutely. CJ, you you said it well. I mean, look, I mean, I even say on the episodes, well, damn, I'm more inspired now just from hearing you talk, you know, when people are, you know, they're giving us the fuel, um, you know, to keep going. But, you know, if you listen to the trailer episode that we released uh, June 15th, it was, um, a trailer episode where, you know, if you, if you listen to it, you're like, okay, you know, let's see what they're going to do. Right. You know, we honestly, we didn't know what the hell was going to happen either. Um, but you know, if you've been following us all along, we've probably mentioned it, you know, CJ and I were playing golf together back in, gosh, I guess it w- would have been like late, uh, May and, uh, really just, uh, really just connected. I don't think I'd CJ. I hadn't seen you probably, you know, we've been friends, for years cj and i went to high school together we played high school soccer together we went to wu together we lived together and then you know we went uh started our careers i moved over to dc i'm a financial advisor you know i'm wrapped up in that world cj working on the news reporting on sports we got together just as like a catch-up really yeah no no intention of it no intention i don't think of launching anything and then just through each other, I think, because you get, remember that's the, you know, we're full fledged into the pandemic at this point, despair is all around. We were just like, damn, man, like, let's, let's do something. That's just like a project, a side hustle, uh, some type of something where we can work together and, and whatnot. And we are actually, you know, as we're building out this episode, we're thinking about it. We look back at some text messages 
And I'll be damned if we, after that day <laughs> on the course, CJ, I think you and I were both exchanged messages and the we'll, moment. we'll do a piece of content. We'll put them up. You know, it was, it was saying like, Hey, let's do a podcast about West Virginia. That's the thing that we kind of have in common. Let's interview people. Let's spread positivity. Let's tell, let's rewrite the narrative. We're, you know, we're tired of the, you know, the West Virginia being painted like toothless hillbillies. Like let's actually put some because we know all this is going on West Virginians know the amazing things this is not new exactly. we just we just wanted to facilitate it no and in this pandemic gave us time to reflect on like what what is it again going back to that what do we value the most and 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 this is what we wanted to do we wanted to talk about the great people that we grew up like kind of reading about maybe in the textbooks and reading the authors and and some of the stories and and even people that we didn't know we wanted to really see what all was out there, combine a mix of some people that you definitely know and some great stories of people doing some amazing work and mix it with some people you don't know because there are so many tremendous people in the state of West Virginia that are doing great work. And, and I think to date, we've definitely done that. And, and going back to the golf thing, looking back at the text messages, I know we're going to post some stuff about it, but the morning of Friday, May 29th at 10 a.m., we the day before we talked about getting some coffee and and you don't drink coffee, you do drink tea. So I got a tea. Uh, no, that's back when I used to drink five to six cups of coffees today. I'm, <laughs> I'm since uh, Times recovering have coffee. Okay, so I did. Yeah. I, I, that's it. Then I got you a cup of coffee. That's right. And then you said 1040. I said, perfect. I'm on the way. And then it, that was cool. That was at 10 a.m. At three o'clock that same day, it was boom, off and running. Okay, mm -hmm. here's the initial idea. Since we think we need a central theme, the main thing we share between each other is our statehood. And it was just from there on out, May 29th at 3.09 p.m., Nonstop. It's, it's been Mountaineer Media Podcasts every day, all day, basically. You could say we became obsessed, I would say. And that's, a, you know, I'm a addictive personality. I, I, need a better, <laughs> I need a better adjective than obsessed. It's, it's something that sounds we, negative, you know, in, lit with passion. How about that? Yeah, exactly. It, it did. It, it put a fire in our gut, man, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. But so, so we, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, so we are, right, so we're thinking, all right, let's do the podcast. You know, we love podcasts. Everyone likes podcasts. Great time. Everyone's inside and let's do a podcast. We don't know how to hell to do a podcast. CJ's a professional journalist, but we've never run a podcast. So we didn't know what to do. And I think we literally call it, this is where Mason comes into play is I think we were like, you know, dude, we can't do this really ourselves if we're going to try to do this whole production. I was like, let's call Mason. Like, let's rope him in. I think we pitched him the idea over like a five minute phone call. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. He was <laughs> all about it. Yeah. Cause we, we, we realized early on that to engage at the level that we wanted to engage and to put the production on that we wanted to put on, we needed a third person. We needed somebody to help fill in the gaps. Right. I think a three man team is oftentimes um, a key component of getting off the ground and it definitely was for us and and hopefully we can continue ex to expand I know we you know we'd like to involve as many of our friends and, and colleagues as possible in this because that's when it really starts to get fun but from the ground from the jump Mason was a key cog in in getting this thing moving and and really it's it's taken off ever since he's a founding father he definitely is and uh so then we're all right so we're like all right what do we do you know so what do we do what do, what do we do i think we started researching who we could interview you know we knew of course of some big name people and you know from my work as financial advising and then basically being running my business i knew all right, what the hell it's just cold to email some people cj getting interviews like what else you know what are they gonna say no and to our surprise i think we our first guest we had our first two guests lined up before First of all, we had microphones. We'll get into that. Like we had just an iPad and some headphones, right? 
And I think we, we DM'd Emily Calandrelli, the Netflix star, the former West Virginia University yeah. you know, graduate. Because at the time, she had not named, she was not on Netflix yet. That was pre-Netflix when we mm-hmm. had spoken to her. And so she was just kind of in the middle of a pandemic. And I know she'd done some podcasts and that was the name that we came up with. And we're thinking how maybe that would be a great way to get off the ground because she seems to be one of those names surging in the country right now. Kind of everybody, she's becoming a household name and man, she's from the backyard, you know, she's from Morgantown. So that was an, an incredible way to get off the ground, but we wanted to release on 620. That was a big thing for us. West Virginia day. West Virginia day. Yeah. I just it, wanted it, that for dramatic effect. Yeah. <laughs> And that was a, yeah, that was a, that was a big deal for us because we wanted to get some good guests off the ground. We needed to get on social media, uh, build up a presence, start with our family and friends, build a little bit of support, come up with a logo. And, and we really could tell from the jump, I think we knew we had something, we had something good. And so when we sent out these emails and the first two that we sent out came back, I mean, a couple days later, all, all of a sudden we were like, okay, we've definitely got something here. So we, we booked Emily, Cole DM'd her. She said, let's do it. You know, we even told her you know, as we were recording the podcast. And how about a first episode? We got into like, you know, important topics like the Black Lives Matter movement. We talked about SpaceX, Elon Musk, the future of West Virginia. The re- at that time, they were renaming a school. She brought it up, I think. And we're like, hey, we went to that school. Um, really cool, dynamic conversation with a you know, nationally known figure. And, uh, and then we, I think within a couple of days, we already had it scheduled. Um, a message uh, was, sent, was sent out to Gordon yeah. McGee, West Virginia University's president, of course, the classic bow tie bandit, you know, sent him a, sent him a message and he was like, boys, let's do it. And we're like, well, the, holy shit. And like, the funny thing about that too was when we first emailed Emily and Gordon Gee, we weren't sure that either of them were going to get back to us. So I remember putting in the email, like, we're looking for a great first guest to get us off. Right. And Emily had replied and we were like, perfect. And then president Gee replied and said, I'd love to be your first guest. It was almost like, well, you're going to be the second guest, but (laughs) nonetheless, less important. And, and it just, you know, it was incredible. It was incredible that we went Emily and Gordon Gee, but a couple of funny stories, Emily Calandrelli, one of the mics died halfway through the interview. Yeah. We had already told Emily that we weren't professional podcasters. We get about halfway through the interview and one of the mics died. So yeah, that so I was... Like, I had to stand by CJ over his shoulder and complete the interview. <laughs> so <laughs> that was one thing. And then you can kind of get into some of the, the details of President Gee because the day of, the day of, we were having trouble. And I was actually, this is a little, you know, probably too much, but this is like the tell-all, right? The bachelor and bachelorette, they have the tell-all. I was getting a colonoscopy the day after we talked to Gordon Gee. I had zero food in my stomach on the day that we were talking to President Gordon Gee. So like all of these things were going wrong. And I thought I was going to, I thought I was going insane. I had no food in my stomach. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was we were nervous. We're, we're about yeah. to interview a West Virginia University president. You know, we had, I'd seen him. I told him, I tell him a funny story about how I was wearing a shirt that said West effing Virginia on it and met him as a freshman. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> high street. But we're getting in there, you know, we're in Mason's apartment and the mics don't work. And we have Gordon Gee t- 
trying to figure out how to connect with us. Our microphones do not work. We did a couple tester things and it was sounded like you were, we were on like drug Lords, you know, trying to hide or our aliens. identity. Yeah, we couldn't be. <laughs> it was, it was awful. So then luckily, actually not luckily, what we ended up doing for that one was we recorded it on speakerphone, getting recorded into my iPad. I believe the interview was great. It was a fun interview. Yeah. He shared some fun stories and, you know, it was awesome to have him on. But just to give you guys some behind the scenes of the production aspect of it, um, you know, that, that's what we were doing. You know, and then we put it out. It was fun. It, you know, it worked. And then I'd say at that point, CJ, you know, like you've said before, it really felt like even though we were two episodes in, it felt like there was just tremendous momentum. And we were quickly just embraced um, by our friends and family and, and social media and posting it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We, you know, we made, all, we made email accounts. We made all of our accounts. We got all those up and running. We kind of hammered the content leading up to it. Um, yeah. But then, CJ, yeah. I feel like it was like the roller coaster. That was probably the top of it. And then it's just like, boom, we just started rolling. Yeah. We got well, the, yeah, no, you're exactly right. We did. We started rolling. And, and the, to tie up the Gordon Gee story, I think going back to what you just said about how we had a feeling that it was going well, Emily Calandrelli, we got some decent number of listeners and we're like, okay, this is great. We have Gordon Gee. We went all through this trouble of getting him on speakerphone and people were still listening in. And, and then we emailed Gordon Gee, right? We sent a, a thank you letter or thank you email, a follow-up final email to all of our guests. And we sent this one to Gordon Gee and he ended his reply with, I deeply appreciated, you know, he was talking about, he deeply, deeply appreciated our efforts. And at the very end, he says, as I can be of any help to either or both of you, I stand ready. <laughs> it was just like the yeah. president of West Virginia University just said he deeply appreciated our efforts of trying to find influential West Virginians to shine positive light on this state. And it was like he, he was ready to, you know, help out with us whenever we needed. And, and like you said, that was kind of when it felt like we had things moving in the right direction. Right. You know, I mean, it, it adds some legitimacy to us and it felt like, all right, we're, we are doing something. Um, and then, you know, chronologically, got, chronologically came to speak here, moving, uh, moving forward, you know, we got connected with an individual who we didn't know. And, and a lot of these guests are people that, well, I mean, we knew very, very few of them personally, I would say at all early I mean, on. Definitely. We didn't know who they were. We kind of, you know, generally knew of some people, but then we got connected with a guy named, uh, Michael Stolarczyk. And Mike was a guy, West Virginia University graduate, and quickly just hit it off with him via, I think, LinkedIn DMs, and then just had a great episode, uh, number three. You know, it was just like, wow, we had a really good conversation around networking and business tips and life and, you know, your values and what drives you uh, through life, regardless of what you do. So quickly we had conversations about science and with with Emily and then Gordon Gee talking about like West Virginia University stuff and then Michael Stolarczyk talking about business we realized that West Virginians like okay this is going to be the topics are going to be all over the place but the core theme here is what you know what has West Virginia done to you for you what have you done for you know for the state like what are the things that we have in commonality with each other and I, I thought Mike is who is quickly shout out Mike who has quickly become a dear friend. Yeah, yeah, I mean a dear friend. We've gone to dinner together. You know, we've exchanged. You know, Happy New Year's, Merry Christmas. Like, you know, he's a guy that connects us with people. Um, you know, he spoke he to my been, girlfriend. Like, what about he, he's been a mentor of the pod in a lot yeah. of ways. He was an early guest, and he's been a follower since really day one. He he listened to our first two episodes, and and he's been 
a, a supporter, a fan, but a, a mentor of the pod and, and to us personally. And, and he's definitely been a great guy to work with. Um, and then you put a cold call in to our next guest, Dave Lavender. Yep. Dave Lavender. So I just saw, I think I connected with him on LinkedIn again too. And I, I saw he had an interesting bio. He'd been on a, a history channel documentary. Uh, you know, it looked like his position was interesting. He yeah. you know, advocates for West Virginia apprenticeships through the West Virginia development office. Yep. I was like, Oh, that's, I mean, hell that, that's advocating. That's great. Like let's see if he, yeah. he'd do it. And he's like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, he was a then, former writer for the Herald dispatch, right. a long time writer. I think over nearly 20 years he spent at the newspaper, well-known guy in that part of you know western virginia you know towards the huntington kentucky ohio area and he too has been a, a near mentor for the pod some of these early guests were very critical in our success here and dave was also on that list of great guys that we've stayed connected with well he and two and dave it seems like dave's a guy who just is he's connected to like the undercurrent of the state right he just yeah. knows like if you want like a good bar yeah, to go does. to a good pizza place to go to you know where you should go fishing you know dave is just oh you know talk to this person know that person you know or this and that he's involved yeah. in projects and whatnot yep so, so that that was cool a cool perspective to have from someone and, like dave and check out his website dave trippin t-r-i-p-p-i-n dot com dave trippin he's on all the social media uh websites as well dave trippin.com great almost like a travel guide for west virginia some of the great sites and sounds and and eateries of the state and, and dave was certainly like you said kind of he has his his finger on the pulse of west virginia because he told us that story about knowing tyler childers before anybody else did mm -hmm. and and here tyler is you know a, a superstar so you know that was that was pretty cool and then we we continued on because at the end of each of these episodes we ask like, hey, do you have any West Virginians that you think we should speak with? Who, who comes to mind? And he said, yeah, I got one, Crystal Good, mm -hmm. who is an absolutely – she's just a stud. She's an Afro-Latin poet, very intellectual woman. And she actually runs and operates um, a newspaper, Black by God, which is just – it just started – uh, get moving here on, online. So definitely make sure to check that out. Black by God and, and the about section says a newspaper, black news to and from West Virginia. And she definitely brought a different perspective to the podcast, one that we had not had yet until Crystal would come along. And we'd be absolutely remiss not to get that perspective because that's what makes, uh, you know, any culture and uh, society good is diversity and different perspectives. And she brought a, you know, good energy and she's a fun conversationist. She's, you know, she's all over the place. She's got ideas and she's got projects and she's here, she's there, quantum physics, art, poetry, social media. I mean, it was like, it was hard to keep up pace. And we're like, man, like we're interviewing some just high caliber people. And at that yep. point, I think it really felt like, man, like we are um, not punching above our weight, but it felt like there are just such rich culture and people within this state. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and she talked about the history of, you know, black West Virginia of Afri African Americans in Appalachia. That's where that term Afro-Latin comes from. And, and she just has a, a unique take on the history of this state. And, you know, a lot of times there is that stereotype that West Virginia carries, but it, it's not like, I don't know, go check out the, the episode with Crystal because it's, it's not like uh, that, that stereotype hasn't always been around. There was a time where, you know, Black West Virginia was, you know, critical to the success. Black West Virginians were critical to the success of this state during some of the coal industry. And, and so it's a great episode. And Black by God um, is the, uh, the site to go check out. And, and then we really hit one that we 
weren't a hundred percent sure that we were going to get. And then it was, it was like, boom, we, we really got somebody, another big time name that is kind of a household name in West Virginia with uh, former secretary of state and the first female mountaineer and Natalie Tennant, who we just kind of connected with somebody that works in our office on LinkedIn. It's funny, the connections you can make on social media, right? Cooper, you're the LinkedIn guy. And a lot of our connections have been made through that LinkedIn. Yeah, well, and then it was, that was a moment too, where it was like, wow, we're about to interview a former Secretary of State. And she, at that time, she was running again for it. Um, you know, and it kind of was like, okay, you know, we, you know, we do our homework. I truthfully don't like to prepare. CJ is a trained professional journalist. I think that's why we, you guys, hopefully you, you know, we bounce in your ears smoothly back and forth. You know, I'm much more kind of like, let me just see what happens here. And, you know, so we did our homework, we're preparing, we're, all right, we're about to talk to a, you know, former secretary of state, like, you know, we need to, you know, have a good conversation here and know our stuff. And it was great. I thought, you know, we had, we hit on some important topics like voting and, you know, her time as that first female mountaineer and what that was like for her. Yeah. Uh, She's also you, a news reporter. We yeah, I was say, you guys hit it off with news, the whole, yeah. yeah. Any news junkies out there, that's definitely a good episode to go listen to because, you know, her time in, in the spotlight was not just because she was the secretary of state or the first female mountaineer. She's really been in the spotlight her entire life. I mean, she was uh, a female mascot at North Marion High School. She went on to be the first Mountaineer at WVU. Then she was in, in the broadcasting world where she worked um, in the Clarksburg area out of college. And then she came to Charleston and, and reported here at the station that I work at. So we did have a lot of common, and that's a good episode for news junkies to go back and listen to. And, yep. and so, yeah. And, and then we talked to somebody that you kind of know uh, through some other people because he's kind of a, he's a Charleston guy. Yep. So we, uh, well, actually it was, I was sitting on, I sit on the West Virginia University Alumni Board in uh, DC and I got off a group uh, team phone call that we had and uh, a girl, Erin, um, young lady before, you know, West Virginia through and through, uh, West Virginian uh, through and through was on there and she said that she worked in the uh, Senator Manchin office. And immediately I was like, wow, that's interesting. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, I mean, let yeah. me just, uh, let me do a little bit of networking here. And I, I basically just asked her, I said, hey, look, you know, here's the deal. I, we, you know, me, my partners, we run this podcast about West Virginia. I think I even said, like, I know it would be a long shot, but like, what are the odds of us getting Senator Joe Manchin to come on yeah. the podcast? Yeah. And she was like, hey, you know, I'll ask him. We're like, oh my gosh, like this might actually really happen. And then I'll be damned if she didn't give us a few dates. You know, we, we coordinated with her team. We worked out a few different dates. And it did and, take a while to get him on the calendar. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, I'm nervous. It, really, I mean, we're talking to a U.S. sitting senator on our podcast. That's I'm more nervous, guys, at this point about our internet connection, our mics, you know, our stuff like that, than I am really about talking. Because I can talk and rant with anybody. But, like, you know, it was at that moment, we're like, all right, okay, let's settle in here. Let's really get it good. I think it was funny, CJ, like, we connected on zoom and then like what his office, like he was coming out of a meeting. It was just like his chair for like 10 minutes. So we, we was, just knew yeah. like, we're, he's coming in, he's coming in two minutes, two minutes, one minute. And they were like, Oh shit. <laughs> and yeah. then it was, and we were trying to make small talk because there were two other people on the zoom call, like kind of almost like briefing us like, okay, his comms team. Or, yeah. Yeah. Senator only has X amount of time, you know, unless he says, you know, no to his, you know, next, you know, whatever's next on the schedule, but uh, you know, you got to make sure he'll talk. You guys can talk about whatever you want, but he, he knows, he knows how to talk. And, and usually when we, if you listen to our episodes, we usually start things with like, 
Welcome into another edition of the Mountaineer Media Podcast. Kind of like a, a nice little open. And this one, we, we couldn't even get it out. We did. We kind of, I forget how we even started talking, but it was kind of like small talk. And then we just had to hit record and go. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, it was, an inter- it was a conversation that you didn't need an, a formal introduction. It was just one like pick up and, and come along because it was an adventure. And, and we didn't talk about so much today's politics or his time in the governor's mansion and his running for U.S. Senate. We talked about his time growing up in, in Marion County in Farmington. We talked about the mine explosion, his time, you know, playing football at WVU, his upbringing and really how that shaped his career, how his time in a, a, in a coal town growing up in the mansion household really shaped his career as a, you know, as a sitting U.S. Senator. And, and he told us some great stories about, uh, you know, the Kennedys and, and whatnot. And so th- there were just a, a lot of cool little interesting nuggets that he threw in there. And, and that was an episode that we certainly look back on and think that was another moment where we picked up some extra followers because they were like, hey, maybe these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And there, CJ, that was a funny moment too. And we've, you know, if you follow us on social media, you saw us clip it where he was like, I think it was very towards the end of the episode, but he was like, uh, he was this, let me tell you a story, boys. And he, you know, he's talking the so JFK's in, in Charleston at the hundredth anniversary of West Virginia. And we're thinking, holy shit, that's, that's our intro. This is about to be crazy. Cause we, if you, you know, if you guys listen closely, which I'm sure people do, you notice that our little intro is JFK saying that little line about the sun doesn't always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. And he raffles that off. And it, it really was just, you could just see our faces light up because it, we were just like, wow, how cool was that? And, uh, you know, it was just, um, he couldn't have been great. I mean, he couldn't have been, he was very generous with his time and uh, and he knew our names came CJ Cooper Mason. I mean, he knew who, what was going on. So I thought that was cool. And, um, you know, like the, this podcast that you guys know, we're not a political podcast. So, I mean, Democrat, Republican, you know, it doesn't matter to us. We're, we're simply trying to advocate for the state in an objective way, um, only biased in a manner of that we support and, you know, we'll stand by West Virginia. Um, but so we roll with that, you know, boom, we got a U.S. In- interview to you sitting U.S. Senator. How cool. What's next? Right. So then I think we got connected with a friend, a family friend who knew yep. a guy who was named Ken Tackett. Ken Tackett is actually my neighbor, my literal next door neighbor. But Ken is an individual who has had a long journey to get there. But he is a currently he's a PGA Tour rules official. Yeah. And he's on, he's on the door. Like he literally is at the tournament and he's on the course and he's ruling with Phil and Tiger and Bryson about, you know, all these crazy rulings this summer with Bryson Chambeau and um, DeChambeau. And uh, he was uh, CJ. I think that was a cool, cause it, it went, that was our, maybe our first like sports oriented one. So that was, that was cool to get like a, you know, a light hearted, almost like fun topic. Yeah. And, and Ken was kind of in the news as of late at the time, because he'd been kind of in some, arguments with Bryson DeChambeau right. right on national television Bryson's trying to get one ruling Ken's like hold on now you you can't try and play the system shut him Come down. On. and and Ken kind of shut him down a couple of times and, and of course he noted that they are good friends they you can have a good friend you know off the course but mm-hmm. when you're on the course it is a little different but Ken was such a great guest and, and we talked we've talked about how funny this is because Ken is such a good guy. We got his email and we shot him and we shot him an email and he replied minutes later and we were pretty sure he was actually working. So maybe he was on break or something, but Ken was immediately was like, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm back in town here. I'm traveling next week, but if we did it at next time, you know, in the morning, 
we can get connected and, and I'll be at the hotel and we can talk and another great episode talking about some of the funny stories, you know, with Phil and, and Tiger. And, but he was also the drummer yep. in Landau Eugene Murphy's band when, when Landau travels. And so, you know, when Ken can play, of course. And so he's a heck of a drummer. And that's how his career started. He actually started as a musician, went to college to be a musician, graduates, realizes it's probably not the direction he needs his life to go. He talked about how 9-11 was a critical moment in his life yeah. because he didn't want to travel all across the country. He didn't feel like it was safe. He didn't want to put it, he and his wife at the time through that. So they moved to West Virginia. He became a tour, a, a rules official, rules official for the West Virginia golf association, became the president of the West Virginia golf association. And then boom, becomes PGA a PGA tour. tour official. And so it was a fascinating conversation to have for a guy that is as down to earth as Ken Tackett. And he just went from being a drummer, you know, kind of a drummer in, in the garage to being, you know, at, at the stage's highest level at the game's highest level and at, at, at the, the biggest stage. And Ken was just a, a great interview. And, and it was a lot of fun, especially for you, because you were the golf guy, too. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I'm not great. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 13.2 handicap here, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. No, it was cool. It was definitely it's a cool. handicap. <laughs> um, that's how much I beat you by, 13 strokes on average. <laughs> um, that's not nearly enough. Hey, what's up, guys? Cooper here. I'm going to interrupt my own interview with CJ to just bring you a quick reminder that if you can give us a rating, review, or subscription on Apple Podcasts, that really, really does help more West Virginians see us and discover these cool conversations. If you want to buy some Mountaineer Media gear, shoot us an email at mmpgear at gmail.com. And if you've got a guest idea, email mountaineermediapodcast at gmail.com, and we will certainly get back to you. Let's jump right back to the conversation with CJ and I to close out 2020. A good point, CJ, that you had there was that no one's really, you know, we email these people. No one's really said no. You know, we haven't, you know, Steve Harvey, Brad Paisley, Jennifer Gardner, we're coming for you. They don't reach out. Back. Yeah, they don't they, get back. They don't say no. <laughs> they don't say no. So th- that was to hear everyone's like quickly, oh, yeah, to do it. Hell yeah. So that that's another reflection of West Virginia culture. And, you know, I think, a, you know, a positive yep. thing from it. But but then let's go, you know, let's keep things moving here. <laughs> we're, it's the middle of August. We're like, okay, now what? So we, um, we connected through, and this is where we can give a shout out to a very special individual who has really helped the podcast tremendously. I would say, I mean, instrumental to the podcast is Mike Fulton. And yeah. he's an individual who runs an agency based out of DC, lifelong West Virginian, and really just has been such a connector of dots for us. I mean, literally group emailing us with people saying, hey, you know, these these folks are doing this, talking us up, saying how great we're doing. And, you know, you really need to interview with them. And then, you know, we get connected with those people and, you know, really just shout out, Mike. Thank you so much. You know, we've told you, you know, countless times we appreciate you and uh, you've been so helpful for this journey. But you got us connected, Mike, with Mary Ann Kettleson. And Mary Ann Kettleson um, is the CEO of Mr. B Chips. And as you guys know, this podcast, flash forward a couple months after her episode, <laughs> is sponsored by Mr. B Chips. Yeah. And she's just a, CJ, she's a classic um, success story. A West Virginian, a person who is, did different careers, but ultimately fell into being uh, really saving Mr. B at a time when they were struggling financially a couple of years ago. She kind of stepped in and was part of that reorganization. But her story was amazing and inspiring as well. Yeah, definitely. And if you haven't listened, that is definitely one you need to go back to because like you said, she rescued Mr. B. I mean, it, Mr. B potato chip, the only potato chip produced and manufactured here in West Virginia, she rescued 
that company. And at the very end of the interview, she asked us off camera after we'd recorded, she said, so how do you guys make money? And we explained to her that, you know, look, we have full-time jobs. This isn't our day job. This is something we are putting a lot of time and love into. Hopefully we can get paid down the road. And she said, oh, okay. You know, it wasn't anything at the time, but we got off that Zoom chat with her. Maybe a later. We were like, you know what? I think we have our first idea of sponsorship. I think we have an idea of, of what we can do. And uh, talking about Mike Fulton, going back to Mike Fulton, Mike ended up setting up that deal. So again, shout out to Mike Fulton. Um, he connected us back with Mary Ann down the road. And ultimately that's how we are now sponsored by Mr. B. And, and that's turned into gear, uh, wristbands, hats, uh, you see it on the podcast itself. You hear us talking about it in the podcast. You see it on social media. So uh, that was um, a, a huge uh, deal for us at the time. And, and But that's kind of the outside stuff. The podcast just kept rolling. You know, the yep. interviews just kept going. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, so, so we move on from Marianne. Great conversation. We rolled into Eric Ayer, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter and really was instrumental in, in key and in cracking the uh, breaking opioid. stories on yeah. the opioid crisis in West Virginia, yeah. written books. I mean, has been, you know, a journalist, a longtime journalist. And that was, uh, you know, we shifted gears because it's like, and, uh, you know, we didn't, I don't think we got criticism, but we didn't want it to be like, oh, West Virginia is great and there's no problems here and everything is, you know, rosy and sunny. Like, wait a second. Like, we know damn well this state does have issues. And a chief top of the list of that is the opioid epidemic. That, and it trickles down and affects so many different aspects of West Virginian culture and life and, you know, all the different factions and who to blame and this and that and the other. So Eric came on there and gave us a very sobering outlook and story that we needed to have a long form conversation about if we're ever going to get past it and improve the health outcomes and, you know, just general well-being of our state. So that was, a, you know, it was a, a change of pace. I could, we kind of got on there and did a PSA about, you know, hey, look, we're going to talk about something that we're going to sh shift gears and talk about a very important subject. Um, and I think it was well received. I think a lot of people were, you know, not thanked us, but they were, I think it was well, um, people, well uh, yeah, was. people appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. And his book right now is out, Death and Mudlick, a cold country fight against the drug companies that delivered the opioid epidemic. Eric Ayer is an absolute stud when it comes uh, to this kind of, th I mean, he's one of the best investigative journalists West Virginia has, and the state is lucky to have him because he really did help uncover the hundreds of millions, nearly a billion painkillers that were shipped in a tiny town, West Virginia, yeah. you know, through just a, in, in just a small window of time. And so with Eric and, and several other uh, stellar investigative journalists throughout the state of West Virginia, that was uh, exposed and ultimately you've seen it in the news west virginia is you know winning some of these lawsuits or they're settling well the, in the purdue lawsuits. the purdue pharma purdue uh, pharma cardinal wesson um mckesson yeah and it, you know it, it, west virginia is getting money for for uh you know basically uh, these these companies abusing the people of west virginia and shout out to my sister julia lake uh she she hooked us up with that one she said you guys need to talk to this guy she's been a big fan yeah. so I definitely wanted to shout her out too. And uh, 
so she was kind of she put us on Eric and, and he was a, a great interview and, and then after that we spoke with a guy this was kind of our first referral from a former guest Dennis mm-hmm. Gillen is a mental health expert he went to WVU he's actually a suicide prevention specialist in South Carolina now but Mike Stolarchek was they were kind of roommates back in college they were good buddies and he said you got to talk to Gil- Dennis Dennis has an incredible story and he does and if and I don't want to spoil the whole story because it is absolutely incredible we had a friend of ours that said CJ, I cried after the episode or, yeah. or during the episode. It was very emotional. He talks about how some of the family issues that he had going through college and how his time at West Virginia and some of his friends like Mike Stolarczyk probably ended up saving his life and why he is such an advocate against, you know, suicide, a suicide prevention specialist now. And it was really his story through WVU and Morgantown that, that probably saved his life. Uh, that was a great connection. Yeah, we were honored to speak with uh, Dennis. And he's, again, he's, and all, all of our guests have really become, you know, advocates for us. And we appreciate that. And Dennis is someone who stayed connected with us. And, uh, you know, he does remarkable work. I mean, he's literally saving lives. So, I mean, we were, you know, so appreciative of that and, and getting that. Con- and he's got a good way of, and like CJ said, that's episode 11, just to give you guys a, you know, perspective, a little roadmap of where we're at now. Um, you know, go listen to that episode, you know, refer it to a friend. I, I think it would, uh, I found it to be extremely helpful and therapeutic and it was, it was all around enjoyable. Um, but um, yeah, so we'll keep rolling here. We, then we move on to a West Virginia legend, Landau Eugene Murphy, who, I mean, if you know West Virginia culture, you know, he won 2011 America's Got Talent. And uh, it was a fun conversation. I mean, he talked about his mentors, his time in West Virginia, and all, all of what he's trying to do. Yeah, and he remembers the exact moment when he heard the commercial for America's Got Talent. He knew it was something, but he was having some issues. He was down on his luck, and he heard the community. He heard the jingle in the background, and it was like, sign up now. He heard Howie Mandel's voice. He was like, this is it. This is what's going to get me out of this slump. Lo and behold, it did. And, and we went through this stint here. We spoke with Landau. He remembers – um, opening in Charleston, his first time coming back to Charleston uh, after that, winning that. And he's talked about how incredible it was. And then we spoke to another musician, a musician that doesn't get nearly the love that he does, that he probably deserves, but is just an absolute stud himself and John Ellison. And you might not know John Ellison, but he's a West Virginia Music Hall of Famer. He wrote one of the most recorded songs and played songs of all time, Some Kind of Wonderful. He's the author of that and go listen to it. He, he wrote it back in the 60s, and it, it was made popular. Wonderful. It was made popular by another group, and smart enough, he copyrighted that song. So John was a very smart businessman in his time. He copyrighted that song before it started really picking up traction. Luckily for him, he did. And, you know, he has become good friends with Mark Farner, who was the, uh, the, the lead singer there for Grand Funk Railroad. So they've become good friends over the years, but John was a, a great Fun. guest to have on. Yeah. Fun guest. And then, you know, as funny where this journey took us, we're talking to the guy who took down Pablo Escobar. And the funny thing was, I remember it was, we got off, we finished with John, we, we put together our plan and we're going to drop him on this day. We need to record the intro and the outro. And Mason said, guys, I've got it. Yeah. I've got one. He and sent us a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia link to, to a guy who looked very stately, very official photo. And this guy looked, you know, intimidating and very, you know, appointed to very high places. We're like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? This is a West Virginian. We start reading about him and he's the guy who, what Narcos, uh, the Netflix hit series is based off of Steve Murphy yeah. and his yep. partner, which, which he'll, you know, give credit to as well. Javier Pena. 
he, they together, and of course, with the help of uh, the Columbia um, um, police forces and, you know, um, and whatnot, so they don't, by all means, take all the credit for it, but they were the individuals who went down in Medellin, Colombia, and tracked down Pablo Escobar. If you watch the Narcos, the guy in the red jacket, I believe, and like, that's him. Like, that's literally yeah. Steve. He couldn't have been more of a down-to-earth, just funny and just, like, just most easygoing West Virginian that, uh, that you, that you come by, um, walked us through the whole thing, his journey, Bluefield cop, and, you know, went on, moved around his wife. He was like, let's do something crazy while we're young. He's like, all right, let's go to Columbia. (laughs) And, um, just cool stuff, just, just really cool stuff. And it was just, uh, an absolute blast to get a, a firsthand account of a person who took down Pablo Escobar, one of the world's, you know, most notorious drug cartel leaders. Yeah. Um, well, he told us that funny story about him chasing around like a guy that was selling marijuana back in Bluefield, right? Yeah. Like low time criminal, just a guy. And he kind of was like, all right, give me this stuff and go home, right? But then it was just funny that 10 years later, a decade later, he's, he's chasing Pablo. Chasing down Pablo. It was, it, that was a great story. And still to this day, Steve Murphy is a good friend of the podcast. Another yep. one of those guys that is always talking to us, reaching out to us. We've got a couple of people that we're going to line up here that are Steve Murphy referrals. So shout, shout out, out Steve. Steve Murphy. Thanks for everything. And then, you know, we changed gears. We like keeping you guys on your toes. So we were like, you know, let's do something about education. We had at this time yeah. in late uh, September, you know, school was starting back up. Do we, do we do school? Do we not do school? COVID still up and down, you know, what do we do here? So we wanted to do an education episode. So we had the chancellor of um, the community and technical college system. And she sits on like another education policy commission for higher education in West Virginia. Her name's Chancellor Sarah Tucker and uh, just had a very nuanced conversation about COVID and uh, teaching and parenting and um, really all everything that's happened in her life and then okay now let's flip it upside down and then now it's 2020 now what do you and now how do you do it and it was just yeah. you know it was cool she, yeah um, she said she wanted to recruit you for something yeah I, had, yeah, I gave her some good idea. I'll take credit. If that ever happens, Sarah, if you're listening to this, you know, give me some credit for that for sure. Uh, but Still waiting on that phone call. Yeah, but guys, we'll keep it moving. You know, basically we had, what we do now is like, this thing is rolling now. So we had Terrell Ellis, who's the executive director of Vinted Valley. We're talking about nonprofits. We're talking about investments and, you know, how do we get, you know, businesses and organizations in the mountain state. Yeah, then, Vantage Valley brings those businesses to the West Virginia area, uh, you know, specifically from Ashland to Charleston. Charleston up to, to like Jackson County and Ripley. And it's actually funny. I've been driving. I did not notice these before the episode with her, but now I've noticed them on I-64. You actually see there are several blue signs that say, welcome to Advantage Valley. Yep. It's, it's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But yeah, Terrell was another great guest. A referral. She was referred to us a couple of times before we finally got her on there. Yeah, definitely a great guest. And then another Michael Stolharchek referral. And it was like uh, reward points. Like Mike should have high like <laughs> mileage points or something. Like you can use that in the in the the store, the gift. Yeah, <laughs> the maybe gift so. Fifteen percent off. Uh, we'll get to some of that stuff here in you know just a just a bit. But Dan Smithson is the CEO of Star USA Federal Credit Union. It's a local federal credit union, and it so it's a bank, right? It was, so we talked. You Cooper, you had a great conversation. I was kind of just in the middle. I was I was throwing in some curveballs every now and then. But you guys talked about the future of banking, and and I was really asking him about the pandemic and some of the SBA loans that have not technically been 
you know, filled and, and paid back by the federal government yet. But we talked a lot about how COVID impacted people at the local level because your banker knows a lot about your money. And, and Dan had a great insight about what, you know, COVID was really doing to, to the middle class and people that were in desperate need of, of some cash flow and some income at the time. Yep. We sure did. Um, and then, boom, we get Homer Hickam, who is a West Virginia absolute legend. You know, Homer Hickam is, uh, was a, went on to be a NASA engineer, a Vietnam veteran, a best-selling author, um, really everything. I mean, the man's literally done so many, so many um, different jobs, careers, and efforts, and commissions, and presidential appointed commissions currently. And, you know, he was... Uh, he was down to earth, easy to talk to, just like I, we would suspect from all these other West Virginians is that even though they're, you've done crazy things, you've achieved big goals, they're just people. And that's something to remember, too, for everyone listening, is that no matter where you go, it, as long as you treat people well and you speak to them like you speak to the janitor the same way you speak to the CEO, odds are that's going to work out in your favor and everyone's going to be kosher. So it seems that was pretty cool to have a West Virginia legend come on the pod. Yeah, definitely. Because we all read the book and watched the movie back in middle school, right? I think that was like part of the curriculum. You had to know who Homer Hickam was. And I do want to give a shout out to Burke Allen. Burke Allen hooked us up with getting uh, in touch with Homer Hickam. Uh, Burke is actually in part of charge of the, uh, the uh, media strategies company, Allen Media Strategies. And, and he uh, does some booking for Landau Eugene Murphy. That's how we got connected with Landau. So we kind of made this friend in Burke Allen, almost like a Mike Bolton and some guys that we've talked about. And, and Burke ultimately hooked us up with Homer Hickam. And the funny thing was we wanted to get Homer in November, right? That's because November Sky, you know, no. talk about Rocket Boys. That was the time that he, he wrote that. And we couldn't. They were actually on a trip um, digging up dinosaur bones. Go listen yeah. to the episode. Very interesting, but definitely uh, thanks to Burke to, for hooking us up with Homer and, and thanks for Homer for coming on because that was another good episode. And then another really interesting episode where we coined this, this guy as the, uh, the leader of the, the Shark Tank of West Virginia, Kevin Combs. Yeah, and he does exactly that. So Kevin Combs is the chairman of the Country Roads Angel Network, which essentially is a group of individuals, uh, investors that seek to make investments in entrepreneurs and businesses in West Virginia. So Kevin came on the podcast, shared his journey, and really we just hit it off with Kevin. He's a cool dude, just has a really just casual attitude, but has done very sophisticated things, CEO you know, of all these different businesses and whatnot, but couldn't have been more fun to speak with. Um, so we enjoyed that one. And then we're like, okay, you know, we've been doing business. We've been doing this. What about like something funny? You know, we'll lighthearted at this point. We're in the middle of an election year. It's 2020. The world is seemingly falling apart. We've got a president who is very different than past presidents. We've got, you know, everything is hinging on this moment. We're like, damn, like, I think we need to do something a little bit lighthearted and funny. And CJ, I think you reached out to Jared Logan, who is a comedian, uh, lives, is bounced around Chicago, Los Angeles, but of course, like everyone else, is from West Virginia. And we just had a fun, you know, early November laugh at that point with, uh, with Jared. When we recorded that episode, we weren't even sure who the winner of the presidential election was yet. So that should tell you kind of part of our discussion. But Jared, another very funny guy. And we kind of talked about the future of comedy and COVID. If you can't have these large gatherings in these huge theaters or stadiums, what's the future of comedy looking like? And so he, he told us, gave us some insight about all of that. 
funny, funny guy. Go check out his Twitch stream. Stream of Blood is one of the many things that he does, but that's definitely one that I've been listening to a little bit. Stream of Blood. Um, it's about vampires, and it's kind of like a role-playing game. It's not. It's it's almost like a Dungeons and Dragons for anybody that knows how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so it's along those lines. Definitely go check that out. It's on Apple Podcast. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's 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 in podcast format. So go check it out. Jared Logan, funny, funny guy. And then Cooper, we talked with Natalie Oliverio, who is the CEO of Military Talent Partners. She helps veterans get jobs after their time in the service. And she had a very inspirational story about. Her second day on the job was 9-11. And so here she is uh, in 2020, making sure that some of the problems that she experienced coming back from her time in the service, that nobody else goes through that. And and we hit this one on on, uh, Veterans Day week. Yep. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Natalie was great. She provided a firsthand account of being a veteran, the struggles, and then she was like, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. And she founded her company, Military Talent Partners, and she's doing just that. So shout out to Natalie. You know, we support our troops. We wouldn't have any of this freedom if it wasn't for the people that defend it every single day. Um, So we appreciate that as always. Um, And then we're like, you know what, West Virginia if you, no matter if you're a West Virginia University fan, a Marshall fan, the Marshall plane crash of 19, was it 75, CJ? No, 1970, November 1970, 14th. 75 sold, that's right. Yeah, 19, November 14th, 1970, you, 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 everybody knows the story. The Marshall plane crashed in a hillside about a mile away from Tri-State Airport in Wayne County. And we spoke with Mike Hamrick, who's the current athletic director at Marshall University. Mike and I, I like to call Mike a good friend of mine. I've gotten to know Mike over the last few years now that I've been um, part, you know, I've been part of this WCHS TV8 team. I've covered Marshall. Um, I cover Marshall all the time. And Mike and I have gotten to be very close and good friends. And he came on the pod. And he was a player in the mid-70s. He played just a few years after the plane crash. But he remembers. Um, as a kid, he remembers watching, he was in, in uh, one of his like go-to uh, little restaurants after school when, and he remembers watching the, the TV headlines saying that there had been a plane crash. So that is a well-produced uh, um, episode that credit goes to Mason Jack because there are a lot of couple of elements that we included at the beginning. That's a, well, that's a good story. Um, if you don't know some, some of the in-depth details about that Marshall plane crash, go listen to the Mike Hamrick episode. I think you're going to enjoy it. And then we kept going. And then we they, we definitely switched gears with Michael Cerveris, didn't we? Yep, and that's episode 23, guys. And, uh, you know, of course, we did 25 this year. So t- episode 23, Michael Cerveris. So he was a two-time Tony Award winner. And he's an individual who's from the Huntington area and made it all the way to Broadway and has been in films and movies and creative arts and plays. And we had a, a cool conversation, again, uh, about his journey. We really got into, you know, like like the creative arts and why do school budgets seemingly think that's not important and we cut it, even though as we're realizing in this pandemic that we need an outlet, we appreciate art and music and, you know, richness in our culture yeah. and we can't get together and, you know, we crave those things of human interaction and, you know, like I, he's got a, a, you know, a silky smooth voice and a very uh, refined outlook of life. And I thought that was a fun conversation. Um, episode 23 with Michael Service that was. And then we have on episode 24, Terry Giles. Terry Giles is also an individual who, these people are like Renaissance men and women. They, she was a part of the, was it the Senator Rockefeller office? And yeah, she then, was part of Jay Rockefeller's team. 
yeah. a part of that early on her career and then like went over to Japan yeah. and helped, you know, recruit Toyota to come to West Virginia. It got and, the Toyota plant in Buffalo. She yeah. was a major component of getting that Buffalo plant, which is a mass, you know, huge employment opportunity for West Virginia. And then like was advocating for the democracy. Uh, what was it of Taiwan, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she was like ran nonprofits and, you know, she knows different people. So then ultimately she's a, you know, a high up in the Appalachian uh, beekeeping collective. And she essentially helps facilitate run and, you know, organize this gr group that really does all kinds of work for the environment and for the community and entrepreneurism, but really they produce West Virginia organic honey and it's a full cycle. It helps the environment. It teaches and helps entrepreneurs from lower socioeconomic areas learn how to make money and, and produce. And everything is just, everything is good and wholesome about what they do. I mean, you couldn't figure out a, a better way to uh, capture the essence of West Virginia and what we're trying to do than someone like Terry Giles. No, and she sent us free honey. So that was nice. The honey Thank was you. nice. I love honey. <laughs> honey. Honey in your tea. I think that's like nature's medicine. Um, give that a, give it, buy it from abchoney.org. If you want some yep. honey, you're listening to this, support abchoney.org. They are a great organization and you're helping West Virginians when you do that. Um, but then final episode and guys, we have some announcements at the end that we'll definitely make. I know we've gone a little bit longer than usual, but you know, what the hell um, we, we we're on the show here. <laughs> um, Johnny McFadden, Johnny McFadden, who's an individual who early on, and he told us this on the episode was a supporter. He saw our vision and we appreciate that. He resonated with what we were trying to do. I think we're pretty much the same exact age as Johnny. Um, and Johnny is the community outreach coordinator for Mount Mountaineer Integrated Care, which they are a medicinal cannabis uh, producer and hopefully distributor when they get, um, when the state finally comes around on it which we are in the process of doing. Uh, but he really spoke about, he goes around all these communities, CJ in West Virginia, and talks about medical marijuana and the benefits of it. In a state that's crippled by an opioid epidemic, it doesn't seem like that's a, such a bad thing to have in our state. No, and that was his big point. Use medicinal marijuana as a solution for the opioid epidemic. And that was probably his biggest point. Great episode. And Johnny, in particular, had been a fan of the podcast for a, a long time. And said, hey, if you guys ever need a guest, I'd love to come on. And, and we're very thankful to have gotten Johnny on um, at the very end of the year here because he was a, a great guest. And like you said, he was young. So we brought a different perspective than some of the people that we'd also spoken to. Johnny was the youngest guy that we'd talked to. Mm -hmm. And so that, that millennial perspective was definitely different. And the medical marijuana field is something that we had not even relatively touched on. So that was very interesting. Yep. And, and that wraps up our... 24 guests through 25. or 24 you're right 20. yeah because that includes the trailer so yeah. 24 guests and you know that's uh that that is kind of where we we traversed through that the, now you kind of know the the levels that we had to take sometimes the steps to find certain guests you know scheduling and booking these guys ahead of time and and getting referrals from people that we've really never met but they just know they know us they know our goals they understand what we're trying to bring to the table and they have these wonderful referrals they have these wonderful ideas of guests and so shout out to everybody that's really been a part of this because we want this to feel like you know we've had some of our friends saying like wow you know i'm glad that you guys are doing this this is awesome but that's what we want everybody to feel like this is a an this is a, a welcoming 
you know, family, if you were part of West Virginia, if you've been impacted by West Virginia, if you grew up here, you lived here, you went to school here, this state has definitely given you a different perspective on life. And that is the theme that we found out through all of our guests. Everyone enjoys their time in West Virginia. Now, granted, not everybody ultimately enjoys every second and every waking day that they spend in West Virginia. And this state definitely has problems, but we've realized that people really, we struck a chord. People want mm -hmm. to talk about West Virginia. People want to talk about their upbringing and how it shaped them to become the person that they are today. And, and we have just been blown away by the, the, you know, the, the guests and the people that have been supporting us from day one. I know we've said that time and time again, but it really is it's true. It's you true. Know, it, it feels good to know that people are listening and, and supporting us and rooting us on. It's absolutely true. And you're, if you're listening to this, you're like, CJ Cooper, are you hanging it up? Hell no, we're not hanging up. We're doubling down on this, guys, <laughs> because we have been, like we said, we've been so blown away by the support. So, so what do we, and something we didn't really touch on is we launched a campaign. You might have saw it. Yes, we are planting trees. We've been chirped a little bit on social media, not by a lot of people, but in a good way, good, healthy way. Um, we're going to plant a tree in every single West Virginia county, 55 trees, 55 counties. And the campaign is called Do Something Good West Virginia. And the reason we're doing that is not because the state has a shortage of trees. It's to help and spur and motivate action in the mountain state and for you to do something good in West Virginia, whatever that is. Uh, we had an individual pick up trash along the riverbank in Kanawha River with his kids and literally almost made us cry. What a beautiful, sweet little video. But that's exactly what we're saying. Like, take up something, some action. Don't just be a person that, you know, bitches on Facebook and just complains, like, oh, this and that, West Virginia, well, do something, organize yeah. an event, yep. you know, call up your local school, elementary school and organize a backpack drive for their kids or help a teacher or, you know, do something that don't be, or be a part of the solution, we thought, you know, and we feel like we're doing that through the podcast, but we wanted to do that campaign the do something good campaign to yep. give other people ownership of that. So hopefully you feel like you can, you know, you can create and control a, a whole branch of this whole thing that we're trying to do. And we know that people aren't going to send us videos and always use the hashtag, but by all means, if, if we do anything, let us inspire you to do something maybe that you wouldn't have normally done or just right. that in the back of your head. Like exactly. Like every time that you want to think about like, man, you know, you, you want to go on these, these rants of how, how crappy things are or, you know, whatever it is, just think like, okay, you know what? Like Cooper said, let's be part of the solution. How can I help? How can I improve things? You know, it, yep. it doesn't matter that we've listed a couple of things through our social media platforms of, of ways that you can help, but by all means, there, there are infinite ways that you can help. Just be positive. Pass along positivity. And be a good, good role model in this state. Be a good mentor. Talk highly of this state. Yeah, emphasize the problems, definitely. But make sure that people understand that we are kind people. We are caring people. And I hope that through this podcast, the Do Something Good campaign, we portray that. Hopefully, we can shine that light on. We are, there, there are good people in this state that love this state, that care about this state, and we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that the good ultimately shines past the bad. And if you're currently, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, I am doing something good. Let us know because we will yeah. help broadcast that and exactly. shine it to everyone. So if you hear this Mountaineer Media Podcast at gmail.com, you know, if you want to say, hey, look, I'm doing this project and, you know, I really appreciate you guys doing a, a piece on it. By all means, like, let us know. We're going to run it through our, you know, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, 
Twitter, literally everything. We do emails, of course, the Apple podcast and Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Like we're going to blast that through our network and more West Virginians uh, are going to see it. So please, please send us that. Um, and thank you to the people that, uh, you know, we're launching merchandise. Um, you know, thank you to the people that bought the hats. We're going to keep doing that, guys. I think we're, we're going to roll out some cool, uh, just different merchandise products. We're going to do a West Virginia small business hoodie that Mr. B was, uh, you know, thank, they were uh, really a key, really allowing us to do it with the, the financial support that they've provided the podcast as a presenting sponsor. We're going to release that coming up. Um, I think we're going to, CJ, we're going to keep growing this thing into a, an entity that just simply has, has a couple core different missions, but at its core, we're going to help shine light on West Virginia, facilitate the conversations that can move this state into a new era of prosperity. And we're going to do that uh, through the help and with the help of all of these incredible West Virginians that have, have uh, stepped up and have had conversations with us. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm optimistic about where 2020, just what we've achieved in 20 months is, you know, a little bit reflective of us, but more so the incredible guests, but 2021 is going to be a hell of a year. Hold on now. You said 20 months. It's not even, it's been eight months. Did Sorry. I say <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it's been 20 months. You know, that's a little different. It feels story, like 20, 2020 has felt like three years, but also um, a week. <laughs> 20 months. Yeah, no, but you're right. You know, when, and we laugh sometimes because I think people do think, well, okay, are they doing, I, I remember my mom asked me this kind of, and she was being joke. She was being funny. She was like, okay, so you're planting trees. Are you still doing the podcast? I was like, yes, mom, just because we're yeah. planting trees doesn't mean that we've, we've left our core mission of, you know, inspiring and entertaining people through good conversations through, you know, with West Virginians. Like you said, the core principle is that we are trying to make sure that positivity you know, rings so true. And that's why we feel like we really have, you know, struck a chord when we, anytime you throw out that, Hey, we want to talk to you about your, your West Virginia upbringing or how West Virginia changed your life or how you impacted West Virginia or how you are currently impacting West Virginia. People love that. People are all about that. And, and that's what we've really noticed. So, you know, we, we're just going to keep going. We're just yeah. going to keep on going. You know, we, we've sold some hats. We definitely want to sell hoodies and shirts in the future. But Cooper, you really set a goal the other day. Somebody was saying something on social media. I think you had actually just posted about it and, and you were saying, we're going, we, we want to go exponential in 2021. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to double down on everything. We want 10x growth, you know, 10 times the growth from where we're at now. And I love that idea because at this point, it, it, the more that we do, I think hopefully the better it serves everybody. And, and that's why you know, we want people to join us, join our team, come listen to it, show us what you're doing, you know, give us an idea. Up. Yeah. Like take exactly. ownership of something. Like, exactly. Exactly. If, if you've got something that you think could be improved, if you got something you want to help us do, like by all means, we are, our DMs are open. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, and we do have some big goals for 2021 as well. We do. Um, so yeah, guys, I mean, that is, uh, just want to, again, thank everybody. I know we can thank you all day long, but we, it, it's sincere. We appreciate all of the support. Um, it wouldn't be off the ground if it wasn't for our family, friends, you know, our, our moms and grandmas that are sharing us initially on Facebook. And then, you know, some incredible stories and people that we've met. So we're humbled by it. Mason, of course, is uh, equally appreciative. And we, we thank him. We're appreciative of him for, for staying up late and throwing this together. We've taught ourselves how to podcast. Um, 
But uh, I think that's it, guys. Well, hopefully you guys have a, a happy, healthy new year. Stay safe. Uh, stay COVID-free. And we'll get through this uh, challenging time in our country. And I think we're going to come out. I'm optimistic. I think we're going to come out of this better than we went into it. Uh, I like to believe that. I think we've all reflected and thought about our lives and thought about what we're here. What are we here for? What are we trying to do? Who, who means the most to us? You know, all these things that we've all personally gone through on this journey together separately but together mentally but you know isolated you know i think we're going to come out a better nation state community society for that um so thank you again from the bottom of our hearts cj you have any closing thoughts here for our guests couldn't refer listeners couldn't have said it any better than what you just uh, than how you just put it thank you for everybody that's listened and let's just keep on running the mountaineer media podcast in 2021Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before everybody goes, we do have some questions that we got through our social media channels that we wanted to answer before we went to. Um, Megan Bashara and Spencer Dupuis both sent us a couple of questions. Cooper, you've got Megan's question, and it's definitely a good one. Yeah, she did. She said, what do you know about running a podcast that you wish you knew when you started? Um, That's a good question, Megan. I would say uh, not being afraid of like not not focusing on your numbers i think at first we were like who's gonna listen how many people are gonna listen you know we were not paranoid but we were just like wanting that affirmation at first and then we realized we keep putting out good quality interviews and whatever your podcast is if you're thinking about doing one if you keep doing the grind keep falling in love with the process that your listeners and viewership will grow over time so that's what i would tell myself you know six months ago I remember when we first started this thing, we, we were early on four or five episodes in and I, I swear I saw this thing probably on Reddit. So it probably was a lie anyway, but it was like average podcasts end after seven episodes. And I remember thinking like, just get to the seventh episode and, and we're good. But that was actually real. Like right. that was when we hit the Joe Manchin episode and it was like, wait, okay, we really are going right now. So piggybacking a little bit off what you said, you do have to, sometimes you have to motivate yourself. But you got to find ways to stay creative, stay motivated through, you know, new videos, coming up, trying to stay creative, always trying to update your game a little bit, updating the podcast. If you listen to early to late, we updated it a few times. The intro is different. The interruptions are included. The music's different. The hour intro <laughs> song is different. We have microphones. We do. <laughs> it, it, it microphones. So, yeah. What, what do you know that you wish you'd started? Well, I guess back then, I, I wish I knew how much effort it actually took to put into a podcast. Right. And I'm glad that I put that effort in because at the end of the end of the day, it, it usually works out. So great question. Spencer Dupuy asked us, um, what's the best part about starting the podcast, especially in 2020? And I think we've touched on this a little bit. It's, it's, we've been lucky because in 2020 in particular, people have been at home. People have not been as active and as busy we've been able to connect with people because I think in part of that people haven't been, their schedules aren't booked from Monday to Saturday, you know, with only one day off, you know, we were able to connect with a lot of people um, because I think there was, they they had some extra time in their schedule or maybe they they just weren't in such a rush that they normally would have been. So that was definitely probably the best part about 2020. Everybody was at home. That gave us a chance to speak to some really cool people and, and where we got to fit into their schedules. So, you know, really a shout out to all of our guests that made some room in their schedules. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll add on to it that if uh, w- the best part about it is, is doing something and coronavirus 2020, you always get a free pass to try something new. Like just, yeah, exactly. just do something, just like try something. If you're thinking about right now, you're doing, you're thinking about a podcast, start one. If you're thinking about doing selling art on the side, cause you're a wonderful painter, try it out, jump, get on an Etsy account, see what you can do. Like we're in a week, like there's no rules. 2020 felt like it was like a ruleless like world. So like, it felt like it was just a, like it was, uh, it was no risk in it to me. No. It was just like, let's just try it. You know, if and, it fails, it think- fails. I think the same goes for 2021. It's not too late. You know, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's changed. a shift in a mindset. It, exactly. it, it, it spurred a mindset in a lot of people and in us that like, what the hell? Why can't it be me? What, why can't I try something different, unique and, you know, put myself mm-hmm. out there? So yep. great question, Spence, yep. on that one. Um, yep. But yep, Thanks. guys, wanted to deliver that to you and uh, we'll see you in 2021.